Making a recipe that calls for butter? Make it better with European butter from France. With a minimum of 82% butter fat, it's no wonder French butter is the number one choice of chefs the world over. Whether you're whipping up an omelet, sauteing vegetables, or spreading it on toast, the rich, cultured flavor of butter from France always elevates. Be sure to look for Made in France on the label. And for recipes, tips, and tricks, go to tasteeurope.com. You don't need to add too much to plants to make it taste good. If the ingredient, the quality is great, you get a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and salt with a really nice tomato, and that's all you need. Look at 11 Madison Park, what Daniel has done. He flipped the restaurant yeah. on its head and made it plant-based, and it was the number one restaurant in the world. This is Taste. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. What a fun time it is having Max Lamana in the studio. Max is a recipe developer and former New York City and Los Angeles line cook. He's also really big on TikTok and various other social media channels. And we get into what makes a great food video. We also talk about his cool new cookbook, You Can Cook This. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Max Lamana, welcome to This Is Taste. What's up, man? Matt, thank you so much for having me. This is this is awesome. I love seeing you. Uh, Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. You just found out you were Jewish. I know. Mazel Tov. Is that the right vernacular? We can go through lots of terms. We can go through smoked fish. I can like guide you through all of the, the Ashkenazi foods. But you, no, this is like legit cool that you found out you're Jewish. You, you did one of the DNAs. and uh, Yeah. What did it say? And it goes back to my—and my mom did— did it as well, so yeah. it connects back to my mom. So I, I that's the real deal, right? They right? say, you know, some some fate you know, say the mother, but you know, some don't. But but really, um, now that you know you're, you're you have some Jewish um, ancestry, mm. what are you gonna do food wise? I want to, you know, what I want to first make some sort of uh, what is that B- babka? Yeah, babka. I want babka. I want to make all the breads. Yeah, I want to do challah. I think I'm saying yeah. that right. Challah. You said it good. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, it that. definitely needs a ch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm uh, and, and and some matzo ball. I, I need to yeah. like hit the like the entry level Jewish culinary dishes. I agree. And this actually dovetails really nicely. Vittles, this great British food magazine, just did a big mm, yeah. food story about Jewish food in the UK. Um, which is great because it really isn't <laughs> really isn't covered. And apparently, matzo ball soup at Claridge's is called. Uh, chicken noodle soup with dumplings. They won't even call it matzo ball soup. Hmm. So I, I don't know what's up with the UK. What's going on there? You guys got to just own, so maybe you're going to bring a little bit of Jewish pride back to the UK. I, I'd like to bring some Jewish pride into my cooking. Yeah. I, growing up Catholic and uh, Italian, in an Italian Catholic household, I always thought I was Jewish. Yeah. And now I really am Jewish. It's cool. So I can, you know, I can own it. Well, welcome to the welcome to the clan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, you're, you're a brother of mine now. Um, you've been here for two weeks in New York City. You've been doing a lot for your book, which um, you can cook this. We'll talk about that. What has two weeks in New York been like? It's been pretty cool. And it's also been pretty rainy. It's been very rainy. Yeah. I, th- I, I think, and, and I apologize to anyone who's experienced the flooding yeah. and the rain because I, I, I feel like it's partly my fault. 
it, the, the, the <laughs> weather because it, yeah. it always rains. You brought in the UK. it. You brought it with you. I brought it with me. God damn it. So uh, it's been a jam packed two weeks for me. Every day has been filming some sort of uh, recipe video with either a content creator yeah. or at a restaurant. I went to Momofuku. I went to the Osprey. Uh, I went to Eleven Medicine Park last night. Oh, right on. Filmed some content there. Did you have their plant based tasting? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Pretty goodness. cool that they're doing that. <sighs> Really cool that they're doing that. Shout out to uh, EMP and uh, Chef Hoom and everyone over there. It's it's amazing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Tell me in New York when you're when you here. You worked here too, so we'll get into the history. But what do you what do you seek out? I mean, you got all these commitments and all the filming, but is there like one spot you're like, yeah, I gotta go there? Mm. The one spot that I did go to that I needed to go back. I like my my wife and I have started to do this thing where like it's f- folklore. Right? You had it once, you leave it alone. I love it's good. That. Max, you're so on point. I love right? that. Why go back? Exactly. Leave it on, gonna, leave it on gonna, a high. Number two is going to be not as good. It's like vacations, too. Never go back to that great vacation destination. No, nope, because it's, it's just going to leave a sour taste in your mouth. So, But there is one spot in Brooklyn, in Bushwick, called Ops, yeah. the pizza shop out yeah. there. So we ended up going out there. It, it slaps. It's nice. It's so good. It's really good. Ops is an excellent pizza. There's a lot of good pizza here. Um, you worked here. Where did you work? Where did I work? I yeah. worked at ABCV. I worked at ABC Cocina. Oh, uh, in terms of my my stay here. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. you you no, you worked in New York. I lived in New York for yeah. almost ten years. No, exactly. So, so you worked yeah. at ABCV. I worked at ABCV. I worked at ABC Cocina under Jean Georges. Dude, um, let's yeah. talk about ABCV <laughs> for real. I I think I've went to breakfast there like twenty five times, only because it's like it was convenient. It was it was a great place to meet people. I think for the first two years of taste, it was. A, mm. um, Man, I love that restaurant. I wish it was back, the breakfast part. Yeah. Well, they, they, they don't do they the don't breakfast, do breakfast anymore. anymore. God damn it. Um, yeah, Chef, Chef Neil's uh, great. Yes. I think he's excellent at what he does. He, he, and he does it in such a calm. And yeah, Neil's cool. Yeah, he does it. He just, he just lays it out. He's like, this is just plants. But he does it in such a really uh, interesting kind of twist, but simple. You think it's, you, you read in the menu, you look, at the, you look at the dish, the dish hits the table, you go, Oh, okay. I think I could probably do that, but then you know all you the hard know. work that's yeah. happening back in the kitchen. What about oh. the Rupert eggs? Do you remember that dish? It was scrambled eggs with broccoli and this cheese from Vermont from Consider Bardwell Farm. I think that was before called my time. the Rupert eggs. That was like that was my go-to. Um, do you know Io Debris used to work there? The the actress from The Bear. No. Yeah, yeah. What? She worked there a couple of years, I believe. She told me in an, in an interview. Yeah, you missed that. I missed that boat. Missed the good, you missed the Rupert Eggs in Io. Yeah. In front of the house. Well, anyways, it's a great restaurant. Yes, it is a great restaurant. It's lovely. I love the, the decor of the restaurant is something something cool. else. I have I have one of those types of eyes, too, that just seeks out interior space. If I wasn't cooking, I'd probably yeah. be an interior designer. Uh, I love that every corner of the restaurant, there's a different chandelier over every table. There's different plates. The, yeah. mi- the, the, the mix and the matching of different cutlery. It's Let me beautiful. ask you about coming up in the industry. So did you go to culinary school? Mm-mm. So you started just working the line mm. at these restaurants. How did you get into that world? Oof. So I've always been around food. Yeah. Uh, I've always been around food. My my father had some quick service fast food restaurants growing up as a kid. So I, I was always around food and around yeah. the restaurant scene a little bit. It's cool. But never thought I'd wanted to be... A cook. Yeah. And my f- very first job, I worked at a pizza restaurant in Connecticut 
in Middlebury, Connecticut, and I was the dough boy. So it was yeah. literally birth by fire. They throw you in there and it's yeah. like, you got to make the dough from scratch and you got to roll it out yeah, and yeah. you have to keep an eye on it. And I'm 16 years old. That's N- great. Never cooked a meal in my life. Mom and dad made food for Dude, us. Dude, dough is hard. Dough is hard. You got to get it right. You got to get it right too. Physically, it's, it's a hard. science. Yeah. You were the dough boy. What did you, did you get like into like doing the actual pizza cooking too? The- no. So that was, that. there was just this one guy who, that was his, that was his job. Uh, yep. So I'd roll out the dough and then I have to call out the order. And back then they would abbreviate the topping. So it was all letters. So C was cheese. Uh, pepperoni was P. If you wanted peppers, it was PX. Um, yeah. So you literally, it was just sausage is S A U. Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, it was probably S A S A. Yeah. Um, but they would just abbreviate letters. So you'd see literally just a scrambled, scrambled letter alphabet on, on menus. And I was, (laughs) you know, you're slinging these pizzas. I'm doing about 300 pizzas a night. So my my mind is getting scrambled with what I'm calling out as an order. But you had to, you know, I was yelled at hundreds of times because spots of the dough were smaller or thinner than other spots. So when they it's bake, it, it is art. But I'm really grateful for that experience because it showed me how food is taken really seriously. We know when you go to a restaurant, you know when food is taken seriously. You can taste it. Yep. And you know the opposite of yeah. Tell me about back to New York. Some other gigs you had. You had eight, I mean, ten years is a while. You lived here. Did you work at many of those years in the industry? I, I only I only worked in these restaurants. Yeah. I only worked in those two restaurants, Cocina and uh, wow. AB, ABCV. That's so great. Yeah, those are good restaurants. So you you end up in LA, right? Mm. At some point, you've done your homework. Uh, I tried to research those questions. You know, I, I, I you didn't look at them ahead of time. I love this. Little little inside baseball listener. We, we I send some questions ahead of time, but Max is like, I'm an open book, so let's go. Yeah, let's go. No, I appreciate because I, I think you're a cool guy, and like I love your book, and I want to get into that. But man, back to LA, acting happens. Yes, but then it doesn't happen. But then it happens. You go back and forth, right? I go back and forth with it. What do I do? Am I gonna? Is this something I really want to do? I've always been told. People have said to me, "You should be an actor. You should be an actor." Yeah. And I I don't I don't listen to the what. Everyone says, but then I start questioning myself. Is this something I really want to do? So I applied to acting school and, mm-hmm. and took my took took classes and, and spent, you know, four years here in New York City studying in the in the morning, working at night in the restaurants. Uh, and then eventually I thought, I'm gonna take my career out to Los Angeles. Like go for it. I'm always I'm a <laughs> I'm a yes man, I'm a go-getter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, clearly. if the door hits me in the face. <laughs> I'm going to look for another door to go. So you hit some doors. <laughs> I've definitely hit some you're doors. you're an actor in LA, obviously. That's how it works. Yeah. You got to, you, there's, you get a thousand no's before you get a yes. So I'm used to it. Yeah. I, I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. It just makes you stronger. So, um, the opportun- opportunities came and, and, and went and I had one opportunity where I was on television and that was within a few months of landing oh, in LA. What, what were you doing? I was on, I was on a TV show called Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I, I actually knew that answer and I was like, not going to lead with that because maybe there was another show. Listen, respect. You were getting scripts like probably 30 minutes before you filmed. I know that there's like a real like quick pace to filming soaps, right? Yeah, it's so quick. And yeah. and that was, it's quite, you, you, you spend all these, you spend the years of going into school and working and studying and devoting yourself to this art, this craft. And then you show up on set and they hand you the script and you're like, okay, cool. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in, I'm in the character. Let's go. And then they, we do a, a walkthrough and then they film one and then they do a backup Yeah, and they do the backup Make and sure it's it done. Good. 
and then it's done. It's over within 30 seconds. Who is your that character? Was, that was a scene. My name was Brian. Hey, Brian. What's hey. Up? Let's, hey. Let's go in character. Oh, God. Uh, what's up? So, Brian, tell me about who, what, what's your, what's your life like on, on, in fake world, real, real fake world? Uh, in, in fake world? Well, I don't know what that is, um, but, you know, I'm 18, I'm just, you know, life's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good, I'm a, I think I'm a good guy. The ladies love me and school's, school's all right. I don't know what I want to do after school, but, you know, life is cool. Oh, by the way, we're having a party tonight. So if you want to come through. We'll see you there. All right, back to Max. I love yes. that. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Max, um, I love it. Thanks for doing that. Um, well, you worked in the industry, too, in L.A., right? You worked at some restaurants? I did. Tell I worked, me about that. I worked at the Tasting Kitchen. Oh. Tasting Kitchen on Abbot Kinney. Yeah, right. And I worked there for a little bit. Um, I say, oh, and clearly, listener, this isn't like an, oh, like, man, crazy shit went down there. Maybe it did, but I don't know. I just said, oh, because it's a good place. Yeah, it is a good place. I, I, I just ask when, same thing, like coming to New York, I ask friends, what restaurant should I work yeah. at? Yeah. And people said, oh, go here. And when I went, landed in LA and they said, oh, go to the Tasting Kitchen. Yeah. You'll, you'll love it. And it was just like, maybe, maybe they received an award maybe the year before. So every night was packed. And I said to them, hey, you know, I, I worked at Jean-Georges. Can I, you know, yeah. do you need someone on the line? Do you need a bartender? Do you need a waiter? And they're like, nope. But do you mind answering phones? And I was like, really? I got to answer. I'm I'm going to be a maitre d'? <laughs> yep. You're going to be a maitre d'. You're going to answer phones. You're going to handle the books. And you're going to seat people. Okay. So I did that for about three months. Oh, cool. And then literally, like, worked my way up. And then I was a bar back. And yep. I was pressing ginger and going in on random days of handling and filling up bottles and then was actually in the bar working with uh, the team back there and wanted to get into the kitchen, but they were so solid. They were like, who's this guy? See, for me, Matt, I'm when an opportunity is there and if I see an opportunity, I go right at it. And sometimes I don't think people appreciate that and they feel Mm -hmm. almost uh, like their personality. their character, their self is being attacked. I see an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I, uh, this is, you know, the, the saying goes, YOLO. <laughs> I have this one life. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And if I fall flat on my face, I fall flat on my face. Yeah. I'm just going to go for it. But um, they were they were pretty locked up in the kitchen. Yeah, so. I'm sure. And in, in a world that's like run by the brigade and you have all these like very like, you know, static roles, having like the go-getter in the front of the house are like, fuck this guy, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, but my clearly you were there for months and you, you worked your way through the, you know, the bar program. Mm, yeah. And, and the, the, his, his nickname was Froman. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the head bartender, um, who's also from Connecticut. So he yeah. and I had this, we, he took me under his wing, but we, uh, th- again, it was, I didn't, I didn't work there that long. I was there for about eight or nine months. And again, I'm there. What am What am I here for? I'm not here to work in a restaurant. I'm here to be an actor. Yeah. So I, this is this is this is a first. This is a insider scoop here. Inside this is, scoop. This is, I'm, talk. I'm not. I've been holding on to this. This is truth. I said to my manager at the time. I said, "Look, I've just landed a role in a in a movie. Um, so I'm gonna have to give you my two weeks notice because we're gonna start filming pretty soon. Mm. And didn't have a job." Didn't have a role. I just pretended that I had it. I had the had the job. 
And the manager was like, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Really sad to see you go. I'm like, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to be filming for months. So I can't, you know, see you later. <laughs> so two weeks ends, I leave, still don't have a job, but a month later, I ended up booking Days of Our Lives. So that, so, and then that was like a reoccurring character. And that was a reoccurring character for a few episodes. So for me, it was, okay, great. Uh, but after that, it was so anticlimactic that here I, here I am on this show for a little bit, and then everything starts kind of uh, peeling back. Everything started to disintegrate around me. My manager left me. My agency left me. Everyone dropped me. It was, I just felt kind of— It's tough, man. It is tough. It's a tough, tough industry, Matt. It is yeah. tough. And and there's a few people, especially, you know, there's people who, who are working right now. There's a reason why they're working because they've hung around or because they're really good at what they do. They had, they had the luck, but there are people who are still kind of grinding and seeing if they can make it. So what do you do then when you decide uh, to leave acting? Or maybe you haven't. Oh, I left acting. You left I, it. I had very long nights of looking in the mirror going, yeah. is this what you want? Do you want to go down this long? Yeah, yeah. It was way before TikTok. <laughs> that was your first TikTok. Yeah, it was like what? I there's going to be an app in a few years called TikTok. Yeah, yeah. and you saw the let future. me just let me just let me hang on to this. Uh, no, I ended up meeting someone in Los Angeles who uh, was Australian and she had a chocolate business. Mm. So I instantly fell in love with uh, chocolate and her. And she says, "Come back to Australia with me." And oh, cool. at that time, I was quite like floating. Uh, is this in a the Mel- air, Melbourne. This is uh, Sydney. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's even an Australian. No, accent. it sounded good. You, you, oh, it checks me, but I'm just one guy. Uh, audience can judge. Now, what's it like in Sydney for you? Every day, working in the in a win- windowless kitchen, making chocolates for 15 hours a day. Wow. Yep. Nine months. Didn't see. Went to the beach twice. Oh my goodness. Yep. That's love, or that's yeah. That's hell. De- indentured servitude. It was hell. It was hell. It was the darkest, toughest time of my life. Uh, Is this woman your wife now? No, she's not. <laughs> I was lost. Yeah. And as you know, I'm, I'm 27 at this time. I'm lost. And she's five years older than I am at. Uh, and she says to me, how are you going to support me and my, f- like, how are you going to support our family? And I was like, oh, at 27, yeah. you, you know, there's some people who got their shit together at 27. No. I certainly, I just came out of you know, coming out of something that I thought was going to be my life. And, you know, three nights I didn't sleep. Uh, eventually I did fall asleep. <laughs> um, and when I woke up, this idea came to my mind. Where, what do you want to see yourself doing every single day? And doesn't need to be, don't put too much, don't put the pressure of work or making money. Just what are things that you can see yourself doing every day? And cooking was one of the things that were on that list. Oh yeah, I remember cooking. It brings me joy and I'm satisfied with it. And I love the the looks on people's faces when they get to enjoy my food and let me let's let's play around with this for a little bit. So I ended up moving back to New York. And that's when I went back to uh ABC. That's that's when you went back to ABC. Went back to ABC and yeah, started went back to there and just put my head down and that's, went to work. Max, that's this is full circle. I, I, I need to get to your book, but um thanks for sharing that. Really, that's cool that you shared that and I think maybe some of our listeners are, are at a at a dip in their lives. I know mm. we all have them, and your inspiration that you can come out of it and now have a cookbook. You're married. You live in London. Things are not always that bad. No. Yeah. It, uh, this, this too shall pasta. I mean, this <laughs> too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Uh, tell me about plant based eating. I your book is that's that's the general vibe. Um, 
what is a big misconception that we have as as fans of food, as fans of cookbooks about plant-based eating? That's a great question. You don't need to add too much to plants to make it taste good. If the ingredient, the quality is great, mm-hmm. you get just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and salt with a really nice tomato, and that's all you need. Look at 11 Madison Park, what Daniel has done. He flipped the restaurant yeah. on its head and made it plant-based, and it was the number one restaurant in the world. Yeah, and, you know, plant-based is uh, it has a lot of—it's this multitudes. It's not a monolith at all. So you've got, like, the Impossible Burger version mm. of plant-based, and then you've also got the Amanda Cohen version, the Dirt Candy version, which mm. isn't about meat proxies but is about its own thing. Do you follow, do you follow either of those schools, or are you somewhere in between? Mm. I like to follow all schools. Yeah, right on. I'm at a crossroad in my career. Where do I want to, where, where do I go next? What's the next thing, what's the next chapter for me? Yeah. Do I want to continue down the path of simplicity, of, you know, making a tomato sauce in, in 30 minutes for the busy, you know, house goer, house cook, home cook? Or do I want to make a, you know, 24-hour <laughs> yeah. tomato sauce yeah. that is, you know, uh, marinating overnight. You know, do I want to go down those paths? Do I want to make dishes that are more elevated or do I want to go down the simplicity? I thought you were going to say 24-hour beet. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, beet. yeah, yeah. And, and f- yeah, tw- flip it on its head. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's cool, man. Let me ask you about a couple of dishes. I, I was instantly drawn to a smoked pea carbonara. Um, I like that dish a lot and I like the way you're taking bacon and and guanciale and you're not using bacon or guanciale how is it how is it actually good i believe you when you say it's good because you say it's good in the book if you squint your eyes this is what you gotta do you gotta squint your eyes <laughs> is, and just is that the yeah, way yeah that's mm, <laughs> that's yeah, a I great that's blurb good that's a great blurb for a cookbook squint yeah. your eyes and squint your it eyes might and, be good and and and, and hope that it's good <laughs> um Look, I, I've been plant-based, and I've always worked with plants. Yeah. Every time, anytime I was working in in kitchens, from when I was fifteen, sixteen, I was always handling vegetables and dough. So everything's plant-based. Um, I don't really know how to cook meat. Yeah. So for me, it's this is my everyday. I don't tend to label ingredients vegan. You won't see anything in the book labeled vegan. Mm-hmm. I think you see it once in the whole entire book. So it's inclusive and open for everyone to come to the table. So for me, tempeh has a nice meaty texture to it. Yeah, It's fermented soybeans. So for me, like if you char it nicely and you add the flavors of you know smoked li- uh, liquid smoke and smoked paprika, you're going to have a nice smoky flavored, uh, meaty textured, uh, piece of tempeh. That, so. and that's that's what the carbonara uh, is is getting. It's it's guanciale mm, from that exactly. from, from smoked it uh, liquid smoky uh, tempeh. Mm. Cool. I'm into that. I like I like I like this book a lot. I think there's a lot of personality in it. You have a nightshades chapter, which I like. You know, drawing those uh, those together. You know, the tomatoes, eggplants, peppers. Why why make that its own chapter? This is this the whole kind of spine of the book is about using the food that you have at home. Uh, during lockdown, I asked my following on social media which foods they were throwing away the most. And over those two years, I collected tens of thousands of responses of ingredients. I have a very large Excel sheet. Yeah. And it's cool. I, I, I found out that most people are throwing away peppers and eggplants and tomatoes, and I thought, let's break this down into into segments because I think you could replace tomatoes 
um, some dishes. You can replace tomatoes with for uh, for for red peppers, um, and some dishes, not all dishes. And and I will mention that I mentioned which ones in in the book. You can't make like a pepper, yeah. Fake fake a tomato sauce and make it with peppers. But, yeah, you can always. Um, yeah. It's it's about using the food that you already have. So it's more of a breaking each kind of uh, ingredients into into chapters. Max, are you sent here from the future? Because zero waste cooking, it's like not the sexiest topic, right? It doesn't like s- jump off the page, but it's like essential. And mm. as I, I joke about that question because obviously in our lifetime, there will be a time when we are mandated to cook this way. Whoa. Not You, you think that's... Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm from the past too because yeah. I think maybe, uh, you know, some some listeners, parents, or even yourself were brought up uh, to to use the whole ingredient, the refrigerators are is still like a new invention. It's maybe a hundred years old. So you know, what did our ancestors do when they had these ingredients? Like, they had to preserve them. They had to use everything they had because when was the next time we were going to get these ingredients? So for me, it's let's use everything. Yeah. Why why go through the hassle of working a job that you probably let's for 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 the sake of this conversation. A job that you like, mm. fill fill in the blank. A job that you, and you earn money to then spend money on food, and then you bring that food home, and then you waste it. Mm-hmm. Most of it, eighty percent, usually, typically from grocery stores. That's yeah. a stat that pops into my head. And and eighty percent from the, yeah, and uh, you know we're we're roughly when we bring those bags of uh, groceries home, about a third of the bags. Uh, one third. So every three bags of food, you're throwing away one bag of of food that you bring home. So um, it, it's this real disconnect. We let's appreciate the food because when we appreciate the food, we make delicious meals. Yeah, we are not wasting our money. We're not wasting our. It's time. cool, Max. I like going back to the past. It's a smart, smart way to frame, reframe that that weird question. <laughs> um, before we get to the last section, I have to ask you about your ink journey. It's like I look at videos <laughs> of you, and you've got one sleeve, and you got half a sleeve, but then you had. I, lo- I mean, what's the story? Because it's really cool, and it's definitely you. Thanks. I When I was 18, my parents said, you know, for the 18th birthday, you got to do something big. Really? I'm like, okay, uh, maybe I get a tattoo, jokingly. Yeah. My parents said, yeah, go for it. Get a tattoo. <laughs> okay. I think they want, they're trying to see if I'd, I'd, you know, call their bluff or... Yeah. I went, I went for it, and uh, I just started to build off that. And I don't have to... They're not... They're not there's moments in my life where, oh, that's a that's an ex girlfriend. That that's a memory of an ex girlfriend back here, um, back here somewhere. Um, that's a memory of an ex girlfriend, and this is a moment when I was in Paris, and that was like a, a time where I was. This right here is from when I was in Paris. This is London. You're pointing to your elbow, and and but it's a, it's definitely a unified theme. In in I'd say uh, maybe I not. like li- I like the lines. If you can see, like nothing's filled in. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, if you have a Sharpie or, or a yeah. crayon, you can color in if you want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> I, I just noticed it. Are you going full sleeves eventually? I, yeah, I'd like to f- fill up the other side. Get that next this, book advance. This, was, this one right here, you Ooh, see it's a, 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 heart. a little heart, outline of a heart. It's red. And I did a scavenger hunt in Berlin where I, was, I left my book uh, in Berlin. And I said, this is, you have to go and find it. And if you find it, like you win the book. And so within 20 minutes, someone found the book and they tagged me on social media and said, found the book. And I look at the profile and she was a tattoo artist. So I wrote back to her and said, congratulations on winning the book. 
are you a tattoo artist by any chance? <laughs> and so she said yes. And so I said, do you mind? Do you have you know space or availability to just give me a small little tattoo? That's so cool. She came. She came. She came back and she came. And uh, gave me a little tattoo. Little stick and poke. Yeah, a little, you know? exactly, yep. stick and poke. Yep, heart. A um, heart tattoo. It's cool, man. It's just nice talking to you. Do you have it, any tattoos? Uh, no tattoos. Okay. Uh, back to the Jewish thing. You're, back to the Jewish thing. Uh, you're Wait. blank canvas. I, I am blank because my parents raised me very liberally and I could do a lot of things. But my dad was not down with tattoos. Old school Chicago Jew. Um, and that's just one. That was his thing. He was very yeah. cool otherwise. But so then I have not had a tattoo. Well, well after the show, we'll get a, like a water, <laughs> like a water press. You know, those water ones where they, yeah. they stay on for two weeks and then they oh, wash Vicky? off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get I, one of I those. I like it. We could do, we could, we could figure it out. Um, we could do carbonara, bowl carbonara. Max, on this is taste. We ask guests about their discerning taste. So to close this interview, here's a little rapid fire, fast and furious taste check. Are you ready? Let's go. The best breakfast. I'm quite, this isn't rapid at all. Um, porridge. Uh, like the British style porridge? Like the British style yeah. porridge, yeah, with all that, like, you know, uh, coconut yogurt and toasted seeds and almond butter yeah. and stewed berries, like fruits uh, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, loaded up. Yeah, UK does porridge, right. The best dessert? Chocolate chip cookies. Uh, would you ever serve a chocolate chip cookie on a plate in a restaurant? <laughs> I just... Put it right in their mouths. As <laughs> That's your style. No plates required. No plates. Why, why do you need a plate? It's going to sit on the plate for Respect a, it. a second. The best bread. Like in terms of a bakery? I mean, your, your you're question. Doing, you're, what, you're, it's a sourdough because it's fucking great. So pita. <laughs> pita. 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 This is a pro pita show. Yeah. <laughs> The most overused ingredient. Lemon juice. Love it. Why? I love it too, but it, I think it's maybe overused. Everyone And squeeze it with a little bit of lemon it's juice. It's true. Uh, acidity can correct mistakes, obviously, mm. but mm. also it can create a uh, pronounced, you know, tone. How many times have you cut, and I, you know, I still do this. I'm not perfect, but, you know, you use the pe- you use the zest and then you cut it open and you use half the lemon and then the other lemon sits in the fridge for three days and it's soft. Yeah. Damn it. Should've I mean, it. and you're like a zero waste guy. So yeah. like, it's just like you're, it's hurting you. It hurts. Love it. Okay. The most um, underused ingredient. Underused ingredient. I think underused ingredient. Love. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Thank, thank you. I'll give you that one. Uh, your favorite American fast food chain. Burger King. Yeah. Is that American? It is absolutely American. Um, what's the plant-based option there? They have a plant-based burger. So there you go. That's why. I, I yeah. like that. Um, a couple more. Your favorite cookbook of all time. Ooh, my favorite cookbook of all time. I like Flavor yeah. by Yotam. Yotam, yeah. Mm. Good dude. Yeah, he's nice. Great restaurants and incredible recipes. Yeah. Um, he's he's like a, he's a god. Genius. Oh, your fa- The favorite music to play in a restaurant. <laughs> And there's 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 a reason behind this. Um, I like house music. Yeah, I like house music. Yeah, four um, on the floor, good beats. Yeah, something that just has a good. Yeah, yeah, yep. has a nice. It's just you, know, you could play it in the background, and you don't need lyrics, and it's it's good. But also, when you're in a restaurant, you're the the, the goal is to flip the table, get more people in the chairs. Yep. So that music's pumping. Yeah, and your heart up, is pumping. Like it order, gets people, order, order, check, order. Please check, check please leave. Yeah. And then we'll continue our evening wherever it may be. Okay, your favorite vegetable? Go in there. Broccoli. Why? 
I think there's a lot you could do with broccoli. The florets, yep. the stem. Mm-hmm. You can grate it, you can roast it, you could bake it, you could fry it. Yeah, I love it all. That's a good call. And it's sweet, too. It's and like, it's sweet. It could be sweet. Yeah. It can be sweet. You're right. If it's you can not, marinate it. Yeah. You can make the broccoli stem into, like, a tartare. You can cube it. You can, you know. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot to... Broccoli tartare. Yeah. All right. I haven't Max, done... you're talking. I, I want to do... I want to do broccoli carpaccio. Yeah. But I don't think it's... It's quite there yet. Yeah, it needs to be thin and marinated. Then a, yeah, a beet carpaccio. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But broccoli. Mm. Okay. Mm. Last one, your favorite sandwich. Ooh, you guys do good sandwiches here too. Yeah. Yeah. Subway. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> eat fresh. Yeah, yeah. This brings us full circle. My dad had Subway franchise. Is that his? Res- his that I was, was gonna ask. My dad. This is fun fact. My dad started making the bread for Subway. He. He was way working. in 1990. He made the bread. So he made the bread famous. Let me just say that. He was the one who invented the bread, the different types of bread. Wait, so stop it. There was white and wheat. This, Wait, is, was, fun. Was, this is true. Was, I'm not was lying. Jared like in your life? Jared lived upstairs in our two bedroom. No. Um, okay. no. <laughs> no, Jared was not in our lives. And Jared lies about his, his, yeah. his pant size, which is, I think we all know is public knowledge. But my there was white and wheat, and my father had these Subway res- restaurants, and he thought, okay, we're only open for lunch and dinner, businessman. Why don't we open up for breakfast? Why don't we yeah. do that? But they're under these strict guidelines. So my dad did. My dad was a bit mm. sneaky around that. Rogue, yeah. Then he thought, oh, I'm gonna make pretzels with the the pre-made dough that they sent. Made pretzels, sold that, and then he started putting different flavors on the bread cheeses and grains and all sorts of things. So that's... Wait, stop it. So they came to him and said, you need to stop what you're doing or we're going to sue. And he ended up, yeah, he went, he backed away, went went away. And then six months later, you saw Jared eating... The four different breads. Four di- that was yeah, Because like before exactly. that, it was white and wheat. So... So many questions. Did you have like one million Subway stamps in your house? <laughs> I had... Back then, they had um, uh, McDonald's... Uh, not McDonald's. Were they McDonald's stickers? There were these stickers on the uh, on the on the drinks where if you peel it off, it was Monopoly. Oh yeah, Monopoly too. And if yeah. you st- if you peeled the stick, I remember peeling you them. You had more Monopoly. I was peeling them before they even got out to yeah. be served. So my dad was I was often getting yelled at. And then I was eating. I was chilling out in the in the walk in fridge because it was hot out, and I was eating the cookie dough. It's the best part of Subway is the cookies. We've written a story about that, in fact, mm. on Taste. This, the, the Subway cookies are, are it. It's cool your dad's in the Subway business. Mm. I love that. I love that about your dad. No, no, no longer in it. Yeah. Because he, as soon as that, that, that hit, you know, when shit hit the fan and he was, uh, that all happened, he said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Did he move to Quiznos? Uh, I respect. That, yeah, no, no, he did it. He, 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 sounds- wa- he walked away. He sold the businesses and walked away. He sounds like an entrepreneurial guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he's quite. Yeah, he helps me with with some things. He shares some things, and I go, Not. yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that, Dad. But I, I appreciate the the wisdom and the knowledge and and just the creativity. He's he's a wacky kind of dude. Max Lamana, thank you for joining. This is taste. Thank you. This is taste is hosted by Eliza Abarbanel and me, Matt Rodbar. The show is produced by Shalia Harris and Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. Theme music by Steve Rydell. Visit Taste Online at tastecooking.com and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for updates on all cool things that are happening. 